All right, team. Welcome to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton. This podcast and this conversation is all about bettering you as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a leader. And today I'm going to talk about the boy crisis, the man crisis. Uh, this is, I'm going to refer to an article that, oddly enough, Andrew Yang wrote, who uh, was a one time Democratic political presidential candidate. And his article is called, The Data Are Clear, The Boys Are Not All Right. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the the future of men, the future of boys within our culture and our society, and specifically what you as a man, depending on where you're at, I have a lot of young men who follow me and they ask me all the time, you know, how do I find a sense of meaning? How do I find a sense of purpose in life? Uh, You know, obviously I get a lot of questions about dating advice, but one of the big pieces that I see a lot of men a lot of young men especially dealing with is feeling as if they are not needed in culture or society. And not only that they're not needed, but that they're not wanted in culture and society any longer. And I think for a lot of men, they're grappling with where is my place? Where am I actually wanted? How do I become a productive, uh, contribution-oriented man within the world? How do I become successful? How do I find joy, happiness, meaning, purpose? So all those questions come up. And I think Sometimes we need to look to what's happening socially for some indicators into what's happening within male culture. So we're going to dive into a few topics. So here's what Andrew Yang has to say. Here's one of the biggest problems facing America. Boys and men across all regions and ethnic groups, across all regions and ethnic groups, have been failing both absolutely and relatively for years. This is catastrophic for our country. And by the way, this isn't just happening in America. It's also happening in Canada and in other countries. The data are clear. Boys are more than twice as likely as girls to be diagnosed with uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. According to the Center, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, are five times more likely to spend time in juvenile detention and are less likely to finish high school. He goes on to say, unfortunately, it doesn't get better when boys become adults. Men now make up only 40.5% of college students. Male community college enrollment declined by 14.7% in 2020 alone in one year, almost a 15% drop compared to the 6.8% for women. Median wages for men have declined since 1990 in real terms. And roughly one, and these two things are wild to me, and we're going to talk about them a little bit more. Roughly one third of men are either unemployed or out of the workforce. One third of men are either unemployed or out of the workforce. And more U.S. men between the ages of 18 to 34 are now living with their parents than with romantic partners. Okay. So there's a few things in there. First off, I want to say, because I talked about the dating crisis in a recent episode, and you know, people were, I was talking about how less men were going to colleges and university, and there was some pushback around the validity or the necessity even of needing to go to college and university. And yeah, I would agree with that. I would say largely, you know, you do not need to go to college or university. I actually took a number of years after high school before I even went to university and uh, worked construction. Um, for about five years in gravel pits in northern Alberta and northern Canada and, you know, work construction, building sidewalks and, you know, laying concrete and driveways and stuff. And that was wonderful. I actually really enjoyed that. And there are 
a number of ways for you as a man to find success, right? I, I know that a lot of young men are going into the entrepreneurial space, you know, trying to create their own business, not entering into the sort of normal structure that maybe they saw their fathers go into or that they've seen other men go into. But there's a few key things that I think are in here, right? One third of men are either unemployed or out of the workforce. So there's a lot of men that are unemployed and not in the traditional workforce. And two, men between the ages of 18 to 34 are more likely to live with their parents than a romantic partner. Now, okay, that's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing that, you know, more young men are, are are not living with romantic partners. I think that there's there's a lot that we could go into there. But I think that for the most part, it's a sign that in some ways the economy, I think for a lot of young men, they feel the stress of needing to earn, of needing to provide. You know, there's a good amount of research that one of the main things that women still look for, and this is, again, this is all stats, uh, one of the main things that women still look for, uh, a significant factor that they look for in a partner is a steady job. And so as men's unemployment rates rise, and a lot of women are now becoming the primary breadwinner within the family system. So within the United States, I think it's something like 42% of households, uh, the, the, the woman is now the, the primary breadwinner. She's the primary earner. So within the modern dating scene, what has started to happen is that you have a lot of women that are wanting to date a man that makes equal to more than them, but that pool is, is shrinking. And so those, those men are becoming fewer and far between. Now, I think this is indicative in a few, few ways of a couple of things that I think are very important when it comes to young men. Number one, I, I've seen a, a trend of young men lacking a sense of meaning, direction, and purpose in their life for a multitude of reasons. You know, I have young men reaching out to me all the time saying, you know, that they don't feel like they have a place in society. They, they, they feel like platforms like Tinder are stacked against them, which, you know, maybe isn't untrue. I think uh, statistically Tinder is set up, you know, as a dating platform to really prioritize the female dating preferences. And so you can see that in the data. You can, you can see that a lot of men, there's, there's a very small group of men that do exceptionally well on Tinder. And then there's a very large group of men that really don't have a lot of success on Tinder. And that's largely because women's selection preferences are you know, still looking for the the tall guy. I mean, there's countless profiles that you see floating around online. That's like, you know, if you're under six feet tall, don't message me, right? Don't even talk to me, which is kind of a, in some ways a, a hilarious double standard because, you know, if, if a man put a body weight on his profile and said, if you're over 150 pounds, don't message me. I mean, that would be terms for crucifixion. So I think, you know, there's there's the dating area. There is the, the workforce area. I think university institutions have in large part, depending on where you live, but I think for a large part, men don't want to enter into those spaces anymore for a number of reasons, right? Not only because some of them are are hostile. If you're, uh, you know, a cisgendered male, if you're a straight male, they they are somewhat hostile, regardless of your ethnicity or, or race. And uh, I, I think that outside of that, university institutions have become so expensive that rationally and logically, for a man, he's like, well, why the hell 
would I go and get a four-year bachelor's degree that isn't even going to guarantee me because it used to be, you know, a few decades ago that if you went and got a university degree, after that, it was a pretty high likelihood, you know, and I, I don't know specifically the data on this. I'm not going to quote decades or years. But after that, there was a pretty high likelihood that you would be lined up for a, a decent, well-paying job that you could live off of. Nowadays, however, if you go get a poli-sci degree or a Bachelor of Arts or whatever it is, unless you're going into some of the STEM fields like engineering, there's not a guarantee that you're going to come out and have a decent paying job that you can actually make a living off of. And so a lot of men are turning to uh, different places. And again, I think one of the important things for you as a man that's watching this is to start to discern how you want to build your life and how you want to build your value, knowing that a lot of men are opting out from the sort of traditional pathways of making money, of making income, of finding financial stability, of finding meaning or value or, or purpose in their life. You need to start to determine, is university actually a valid pathway for me? Or can I do something different? Can I go the path of mentorship? Can I go the path of apprenticeship? Like for myself, I have a bachelor of music. You know, I, I didn't go to university uh, for the the work that I actually do right now, the the thing that has given my life deep meaning and purpose, the thing that has brought me success in life. I didn't go to university for it. You know what I did? I found somebody that was willing to train me, um, thankfully, which is very, very rare, one-on-one. -on -one. And I spent years apprenticing with him. And I found that more valuable than anything else that I could have possibly done. And I think about Sometimes in the past, I used to think about, should I go back and do my master's degree in psychology? You know, will people take me more seriously? But I think that that's changed today. I think that's changed today because the way that we view experts and expertise has shifted. The, there's sort of this return for a lot of men in wanting to reconnect to the, the lineage approach of receiving information, receiving wisdom. And so I think what you're going to start to see, and if, you know, if you're a man that's watching this, what I would say is if you don't want to go the university route, don't worry about it. Find a, a mentorship-based approach. Find a apprenticeship-based approach where you can learn in a more hands-on orientation that might suit your learning style even more than going to university, right? Even more than, you know, sitting in a classroom and having to retain a bunch of information uh, and not really having any practical approaches to the implementation of the knowledge that you're, that you're learning. The other thing that I think is maybe a, a challenge in this is obviously social media, you know, the internet. I think a lot of young men are, are looking at the landscape within the world today. And there's kind of this hopelessness that has set in for a lot of young men. And I don't know if that's you. I don't know if you're watching this and you've felt that sense of hopelessness. I think a lot of men that I've talked to over the years have have certainly uh, felt at times in their life, maybe even periods of their life for a number of years, as if it was hopeless for them to uh, try and get their shit together, try and build a business or, you know, get a career uh, or that those things, you know, that getting a career and working a nine to five, like you saw your father do, wasn't going to be rewarding. You know, I think men are very dialed into what the men that have come before them have experienced. 
And I think that a lot of men that have, you know, that have had father figures in their life have witnessed their fathers sort of go through the monotony of their existence and and sort of leaving them with a, a sense of like, I, I can't remember who said it, maybe it was Thoreau, said like living a life of quiet desperation, you know, quietly despairing and hoping and wishing that their life would take a turn in some direction that would lead them to more fulfillment and more joy and more happiness. So I think that there's this multitude, you know, there's, there's this, we're in this inflection point where a lot of men, and understandably so, are opting out of university, are opting out of, you know, dating sites. There's also a stat that I shared on one of the podcasts the other day, something like 32% of men under the age of 29 are not sexually active. They, they haven't had any, they haven't had sex and they, they haven't been sexually active at all. And so you have this rise where young men are, you know, sort of not checking out from society, but I think there's a lot of young men kind of questioning like, what the hell should I even be doing? I've seen what my father did, and that didn't seem to be very exciting. I look at university institutions, and I don't—I definitely don't feel like I'm welcome there, <laughs> or that doesn't seem to have a logical outcome. I don't want to, you know, come out of university and, and be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like that seems absurd. Uh, and then they look at housing prices, and you know, they start to get into sort of long-term planning or even thinking about their future. And it just seems unworkable. You know, it logically, rationally seems unworkable. And so I think that a lot of men have entered into this sort of holding pattern of trying to figure out what they should do. And then they're just, you know, sort of trying to make it by. And so if you are one of those men, or even if you're not one of those men, I think there's a few things that I would say. And the number one thing is begin to build your value. Determine what you want your value to be as a man. Start to develop the skills that you find meaningful, right? Maybe it's survival skills. Maybe it's hunting skills. Maybe it's martial arts. Maybe it's working with your hands and woodworking and doing crafts. Maybe it's things around the arts with music or something creative. Maybe you want to develop the skill of building something, you know, houses, what do they call it? Tiny houses or whatever it is, right? Working on, on cars and electric vehicles or motorcycles and doing custom builds and stuff like that. Begin to develop your skills because those skills will lead to your value as a man and they will lead you likely down the path of being able to develop something that you can earn a living from, that you can build a business from that becomes the value that then provides stability that if you you know if you are a heterosexual male that women are realistically looking for right uh, whether they say it or not i mean the the data and the research just shows that a lot of women are still looking for that and the other thing that i would say is there's great reward in finding where you are needed you know i think he Andrew Yang at the end of the article says, he quotes George Orwell, and he says, a man with no means of filling up his time is as miserable out of work as a dog on the chain. So left to our own devices and not having a, a sense that, that we're wanted, 
not having a sense that we can contribute is radically debilitating as a man. You know, a lot of men ask me about purpose and, you know, how do you find purpose in your life? Well, look at where you want to feel needed. Do you want to feel needed by uh, other men? Do you want to feel needed by a certain community or group that you can contribute to? And then start to work back. What skills do you need to actually contribute and add value into that space, into that community, into that project, into that problem that you have identified within the world, whether it's environmental or cultural or political, or it's within a product or a service, begin to develop those skills, but do not underestimate the radical value of feeling needed by the world. You know, where you can contribute as a man is likely the number one indicator of where you're going to find meaning, of joy, of purpose, a sense of fulfillment in life. And I think one of the biggest tragedies that a lot of young men are facing is that they don't feel needed. They don't think that they are needed culturally, socially, or, or relationally in the world, which is a tragedy. I mean, that just, it makes me, it, it makes me emotional to even say that, to know that there are literally hundreds of thousands of millions of men around the world that feel like they're not needed and feel like they don't have a place to contribute. So find where you want to contribute. Find where you want to add value. Find where you want to be needed and then work your way back. Develop the skills. Implement the discipline and the strategies and create the structure in order for you to go and contribute to those areas of life that are the most meaningful, that matter to you the most. And if you don't know where to look, begin in your own suffering, begin in your own pain, uh, begin in, you know, I think, I don't know who said it, but your mess is your message. And in, in some ways, that's where we need to start if we don't know where else to begin. So I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. And I hope that you took the time to listen to the whole thing. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So comment below uh, or fire me off a message on uh, Instagram, at Mantalks, DM me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you thought I missed or what I could touch on next time or what you'd like to hear more of or what you'd like me to engage in. So thank you very much. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.